All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's great to have you here. My name is Nick, and I am joined by Drew today, and we are college football pros. And we just wanted to take a little bit of time to get to know the podcasters. So, Drew, do you want to talk a little bit about this project and what brought us to where we're at today? Yeah, Nick, uh, just it, we've been talking about this for, seems like forever, probably over a year, and the opportunity presented itself. Um, we both got motivated to do it. Uh, both of us uh, really love college football and daily college football, and the sport as a whole is exploding on a national level, even more so than it has been the past couple of years. Uh, so I just felt that we needed to do something in a podcast why not a podcast, right? I mean, I feel like this podcast is blowing up. You know, the podcast universe is blowing up. Let's hop on board, right? I mean, why not? Yeah, I definitely don't disagree, and I, I think you've already said what was on my mind, and this is something we're passionate about, and we've been talking about it for a long time. It's kind of interesting, all things considered, that in some aspects we kind of come from opposite ends of the sport you have been a fan pretty much your entire life and you'll talk about that in a little bit but I was definitely a much different entrant into college football I actually spent several years loathing might not be the correct word but I always viewed it as an inferior product I had watched the NFL growing up and uh, when I was a kid I mean, I was running baseball and football stats nonstop. I mean, I couldn't wait for Street and Smiths to come out. I'd go to Farmore. I know I'm dating myself here at this wow. point. Yeah, I'd go to Farmore, and I'd pick them up like the day they came out, and I would spend the next several months literally reading every article, looking at every stat. I used to, for baseball, I actually used to track in the newspaper – you know, at bats, and, and I'd follow players and just kind of calculate their, their batting average on a day-to-day -day basis. And, I, and I, as a geeky child, I would set up charts in my room and just, you know, kind of... They weren't really used for anything practical because I was 9, 10, 11 years old, but statistics has been something that's always been interesting to me. And in, 2000, in late 2012, I had heard about one of the daily fantasy sites and their NFL product. So I decided to jump on board and start playing. And at that time, the fantasy sites were really, really small in comparison to where they were at now. And I just did extremely well. And I even remember a couple of months ago, I was looking through my old results and I was playing college football pretty early on, even though I wasn't watching, but it's kind of fun to go back and I'm looking at, Johnny Manziel in my lineup, and I could actually remember specific players, uh, Prince Tyson Gully. I wow. remember it wouldn't have been, jeez, uh, I think we're like three bowl seasons ago, honestly. Yeah. He had just had a pretty good bowl game, and I remember having him in my lineup and winning decent money in that tournament and kind of talking to you and just being like, I don't even know who these guys are, but I'm winning money. And then, and, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I remember, I remember talking to you about it. I remember uh, when the daily fantasy was really starting to 
hit its stride a couple years ago. And I remember, you know, you calling me and we're like, hey, who are this, who's this guy from Western Kentucky? Is any good? You know, I'm doing daily fantasy and all this stuff. And I remember us talking about it. And, I mean, who knew back, you know, in 2012 that we'd be sitting here in 2015 and daily fantasy would be, I mean, the daily fantasy is blowing up and it is only going to get bigger and better. And they're signing deals with the big leagues, uh, meaning the big four NBA, MLB, NHL, NFL, and college is just so much more fun than the NFL. I know we'll get into this later, but college and the, and the depth of the players, the depth of the teams, you never know who's going to go off. It's just so much more fun. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more, and that kind of is a good segue into what really got me into college football, and it was the 2013 season, and when I was younger, I was always in awe of my one cousin. It was actually my cousin's wife, but she was going to Marshall, and she was in several classes with Randy Moss, and I thought it was like the coolest thing in the world that I was telling all my friends about Randy Moss. And I think, I think this was still at the point where they were in one double A. I don't think yes. that they had moved yet. Not yet. Yeah. Moss but, was still in one double A, but he was, it was still a big name mm-hmm. and I just was so excited. So I remember one Saturday seeing Marshall versus, I couldn't even tell you who they played. And to be completely honest with you, I don't even care who they played. Right. But I saw Marshall, and I was like, you know what? Let me watch. And I watched Gator Hoskins and Tommy Schuler, and most importantly, Rakeem Cato. And I was like, wow. I cannot believe how exciting what I just watched was. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, why did I give this such a hard time before why did i look at it as like such an inferior product when it's so much more now to me exciting than the big leagues and the, the it got even better because that week uh northern illinois was on espn because they're they were involved in a lot of those midweek games uh-huh. and i watched a guy by the name of jordan lynch and Jordan Lynch in his college career was just a monster. And again, I can recall you and I texting back and forth prior to the game starting saying, I don't know if I should play Jordan Lynch. He's a third of the salary that we have. And our response basically just being, you don't have a choice because if you don't play him, you're just dead in the water. That's how good he was. I mean, this guy was routinely throwing for 300 yards and a couple of scores, and he was running for a couple of hundred yards and a couple of scores. It was always so fun to watch, and and at that point I was hooked. And in 2012, I'd say it was probably, or in 2013, I apologize, it was probably by the middle of the season that I really got into it. Only real decent finish I had was in FanDuel's large tournament during the bowl season, and I don't remember what it was called, but I do remember I had like, five or seven entries I'd won in qualifiers, and I finished probably top 20-ish with the combo of Taj Boyd and Sammy Watkins. 
against Ohio State. Do you remember that game? I remember that game distinctly. I was watching that game. I mean, it was just it was just was... unfair. It wasn't even fair. No, nah, and I remember actually picking my lineup for that game, and I had, I want to say, three or four in that bowl season uh, qualifiers there that for that game. And I remember I didn't want to take Sammy Watkins because I, I honestly forget who else was, you know, receiver-wise was up there. But I remember saying, you know, he's not worth it. You know, he's not. there's no way he can produce what his value is. And then he goes out and does that. And I am so grateful that I had Sammy Watkins in my lineup for that specific game. If I'm not mistaken, I think the winning lineup actually had Boyd, Watkins, and Martavis Bryant in it. Yeah, because Clemson just rolled over Ohio State that game. I mean, it wasn't even. It wasn't nah. even. It was great to watch because I mean, every time the offense took the field, I was basically like, one way or another, mm. I'm going up this leaderboard. Yeah, and that's the that's the great thing about stacking teams in that situation. However, on the flip side of that, and we'll get into this later on, but if you stack a team and they score three points, you have zero chance of cashing. Absolutely, and I think when we do talk about daily fantasy, that was something I was thinking about last night. We are going to do, before the season starts, an episode that is completely dedicated to the concept of daily fantasy and and give you some ideas as to how we both set our rosters and what we look for. But I don't particularly like stacking in college football. I think in... Hockey, I think, to me, is the best idea to stack because if you're playing on a site that has plus-minus, you generally know who is going to be on the ice together. And if you think they're in an exploit, like if they're at home, the coach is, by logic, going to put his strongest line against what his opponent's uh, weakest line is. And in hockey, the thing is, they're really the only sport with like an actual home field advantage. And I didn't find that out till this year. Whereas the home coach gets to make the final switch on the line. So uh-huh. the away team makes their line changes first, and then the home coach can respond to it, which I think is pretty cool. That's really like the only real home field advantage I can really think of in any sport. But. We'll get to that later. Finally, just pushing forward to last year, I mean, I was really excited. Uh, I think we had wanted to do something like this last year, but I had been watching literally for like a year and a half, maybe. And I just didn't feel like it was prudent to be putting myself in a situation where I would be giving advice or talking about something that I hadn't as much knowledge as I would like. And so I spent last year, I mean, I was useless on Saturdays. I mean, I was watching football from noon until 2 in the morning, typically, with my favorite games starting after 7. I was useless useless in the middle of the week because once Maction starts, you get to see a lot of exciting football where defense isn't exactly the best thing on the field. So last year really allowed me to kind of spread my wings and and really figure out the game to the point where we're at now where I really feel like I have some meaningful contribution to be able to give to people. I have some success behind me. You know, I'm not – you're not going to find my name um, as the top college football player right now. And a lot of the reason for that is I don't play big dollar games. Yeah. 
I play a lot of $1 and $2 tournaments, $5 double-ups, and I was pretty much isolated to playing really just on one site. I do plan on changing that a lot this year, but I, I consider what I was able to do pretty successful for the limitations I was playing and to, to finish playing those entry amounts over five digits in profit is very good. So that's a pretty good summary of what brings me to where we're at today. Drew, do you want to just take some time to kind of talk about why you are here to do this in your history of college football? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it goes back to literally as far back as I can remember. I've been not only a fan of the game, but, you know, really a student of the game. You know, I grew up, you know, we're from the Northeast Ohio area where high school football is everything. Uh, Youngstown State is right in our backyard. Uh, those of you listening, that's where Jim Trestle came from. That's where Jim Trestle is the president currently. Um, so, you know, really from the word go, I've been going to football games, you know, watching games on TV. Uh, my father was a huge college football fan and I kind of translated to me and kind of like going back what you said about, you know, baseball and everything. I never played football. And I mean, I, I always wanted to, but I never did. Um, not the biggest guy in the world. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I played baseball growing up. I was like you, uh, I kept stats. You know, I think we all did in our generation. We all had the little stat books and the magazines and everything, but, um, you know, just growing up, it was all about football, you know, always uh, during the week, weekend, NFL, college, and college, like you said, so much more fun to watch because those kids are out there trying to get the money. They don't have the money, uh, you know, such as the NFL counterparts have. They love the game, and they love to be there, and they love to play, and that's what draws me to college football, you know, and this is why, you know, for years, you know, I wanted to do something like this. Uh, never had the outlet to do it. And then, uh, I know we talked about it a couple years ago last year, and then you really got into it last year. And I was like, you know what, this is the time to do it. Um, so that's basically, you know, I just love the game forever. And, uh, I'm just so happy to be doing this to be very honest with you. What are your goals with this podcast? (laughs) That's an, that's an interesting question. Goal wise. Um, I think, you know, my, my personal goal is just to, you know, have people, you know, not, it's not about, you know, viewers or it's not about, you know, getting thousands of people to listen. That would be fantastic. And I hope that happens. And I hope everybody listening to this, you know, can, can come back to us, you know, moving forward. But, uh, yeah, I don't really have a, I don't think we can put a goal out there. I really don't. I mean, do, what is your personal goal? Honestly, I think, my underlying goal would be to change the mindset of people who were like me, who maybe look at college football as a little league compared to the big leagues of the NFL, because it's not that to me, there are two entirely different products altogether. So that's basically where my first goal lies. My second goal is to bring more attention to the daily fantasy component of college football because there is a a rabid user base that really enjoys playing college football on these fantasy sites but it pales in comparison to 
all of the other major sports, and that includes hockey. I would say it's just a step below hockey. So what I would like to be able to see it do is I would like for this podcast to be able to add to the user base who plays and kind of put it at least at that level with hockey, maybe a step above. And finally and ultimately, just to give the the, the listeners information that is solid both from an analytical perspective but also from a recommendation perspective. Like we're not always going to be right in how we look at a right. game because vari- variance exists and it's a real thing. And there's very little you can do about it. But I'd say those are the biggest things for me is I just want to be able to put something out there that is usable and consumable by college football fans. I, I've looked, and there's no disrespect to anyone else doing this at all, and but especially from the big companies that have some kind of a college football product, I, I'm mm-hmm. just going to be honest with you. I'm just not really impressed. I think it lacks in a lot of areas where at least for me – I think we can come in and and fill that void. Yeah, and and I hope that my, you know, uh, goal uh, would be that we don't want to be like everybody else. We don't want to have the same top ten of everybody. We don't want to have the same opinions because you uh, people can just go copy and paste. That's not what we're about here. We're about the differing opinion. And I, I don't always want to agree with you. I know you don't always want to agree with me. And I think our differing opinions, our different mindsets of how we play, you know, whether we daily fantasy or, you know, just talk about normal games, I think we're going to bring that differing factor and that different outlook as a podcast as a whole, too. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've already established that that's the niche that we really want to fill. And I think we have a solid plan to do it. And based off of what you just said, I mean, look, I'm I'm a confrontational person. I'm not a violent person. That's not what that means. But very few times am I just going to blindly agree. And I think you and I, every time we've talked, I mean, there's very little we consistently agree upon. Yeah, absolutely not. And I think this that to a T is what is going to make this podcast stand out among the little competition that's out there but we're going to stand out in a big way because not only do we have differing views we're not going to just have differing views to have differing views we're going to have strong points behind them and we're going to have strong talking points behind everything that we say or believe in yeah absolutely i think that's going to be very important to the success of this broadcast what do you specifically like in terms of the content outside of the podcast, what do you see yourself offering to listeners? You know, I think I bring, you know, because because of my, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I can break down a cover two defense as, you know, as proposed to a Tampa duty defense. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm a coach, but I can sit here and tell you that I've been watching college football and football as a whole for 29 years. Yes, I understand. I don't remember the first couple years of it. But at the end of the day, I've been watching this game for so long and I've been a student of this game that I can bring a view of just the passion and the unbiased opinion. You know, we may be fans of certain teams, but that doesn't mean that we're going to be biased towards them 24-7. Unlike, you know, your other sites out there where they have a certain team, certain player, certain coach, and that's all I talk about. So are you saying that there may be a network or networks that love 
certain divisions of the SEC um, and, and show certain favoritisms towards them. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. that's what we're trying to avoid. If you were to ask me who the mascot of my favorite team is, I would ask you whose mascot is the Benjamin Franklin, right? right. That's who and, I like in college yeah. football. And my opinion on that is my favorite team, my diehard team. I bleed orange and green. You know, I'm a diehard Kane fan. But at the end of the day, I'm a realistic Kane fan. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you right now that the championship goes through Miami because it doesn't. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, stack Miami every single game. I would never do that. And I'm not going to do that. So, (laughs) Yeah, and that makes sense because ultimately the – only way we achieve success is if we have a track record to kind of back yeah. up what we say. Look, my my whole thing is I want to be able to put some content out there that could help somebody get ahead necessarily isn't the right way to put it, but be able to have some knowledge that could be assessed and used to make them a, a better daily fantasy player or even a better college football fan and ultimately we know that we both want to find other people who are passionate about college football and we want to bring them in and we want to talk about them because when you have people with passion that bleeds through you can tell that they're passionate about it and it makes you passionate about what you're listening to so i think all in all that's really what we're going for i think we've got a pretty good plan to where we're going and 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 you know we're going to cut this one short we just kind of wanted to get our our potential fan base out there to know a little bit about us to know a little bit why we're doing what we're doing ultimately you know right now i just want to plot out where the course of time is going to take us uh over the next what is it about 6 weeks until the season starts 49 days to be exact 40, from 49. from the day we're recording this <laughs> yeah so it's seven weeks, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we look to be doing an overview, which will be up around the same time as this, uh, a two-part overview of the season. And then we're going to break down the conferences for you and really just dedicate some time specifically to talking about each conference, the players, the teams, the situations, and then we're going to sneak a full hour episode in there where we're just going to talk fit daily fantasy strategy, and, and we're going to try to keep it at a level so that a day one player can listen to it and not be fearful, because that's the biggest thing I hear back mm-hmm. from people I try to introduce this to, is they go to make a lineup, they don't really know what they're doing, they Google for information, they find places to go, and then it's written in jargon. You know what jargon yeah. is, right? Like legalese, accounting yeah. talk. Well, there's <laughs> there's almost a very specific like DFS jargon, and it really needs to be broken down so the normal average first-time user feels comfortable playing it and doesn't feel like they're walking into a trap. And ultimately... When we give our analysis on a week-to-week basis, that's what we're going to focus on is not using terminology that is very high jargon. We're going to use the more general terminology so that you understand what we're talking about and you don't have to have another website open trying to figure out, trying to decipher the language we're speaking. So do you have anything else before we close? 
Yeah, I just want to say real fast and kind of piggyback off what you just said. It doesn't matter if you're a first-time fantasy player. It doesn't matter if you're on the top of the college football list. It doesn't matter if you're just a normal, everyday college football fan or trying to check out the sport of college football. This podcast is for every single fan of daily fantasy and college. Absolutely, and I can't finish the show without giving a big thank you to our friend from Norway, Leo Morcioni. I'm sure I butchered that, and I'll get the phonetic uh, pronunciation from him, but Leo is a tremendous musician who's allowed us to take some of his work and turn it into our intro music. So just do us a favor. If you're on our website, go check him out. Uh, If you feel compelled to listen to any of his music, by all means do that. But he's ultra-talented, and we can't thank him enough uh, when we have nothing he was willing to give us something to get us started. So thanks a lot, Leo. Thank you, Leo. All right. Well, with that, we will bring this to a close. Make sure to visit us online at www.cfbpros.com or www.collegefootballpros.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter. And we thank you very much, and we'll see you next week.